Welcome everyone to another episode of the Definitive Crusade. I'm your host, Joining the Machine Hughes, and on this football Sunday, time we're recording, the Dolphins are 21-7 up. Yes, how are the fins? Joining me this time around is our usual crew. We have the random dude Josh. We What's have... happening? <laughs> What's up? We have Matthew, Night Light 95. All right, all right, all right. He's got his Matthew McConaughey on it. Dude, yeah. just keep the clothes on, all right? You know what I'm saying? No, this is PG PG stream yeah, today. Yeah. No, no pawnings on this, thank you very much. And of course, um, we have the lovely Freya. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hello, Freya. Hey. And joining us from the old timers comic book show, we have the 13th Crusader. 13th, how's it going? Yo, what's up? Yo. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hey. So long-time viewers will remember 13th for his uh, creative spark that started mm -hmm. TDC all those many, 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 many moons ago. So for anyone who wants to complain about the show, send the complaints to him. All good. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So as is our want, um, this time around, we're going to look at four books. Um, the guy or person that misses out an episode has their book chosen from them. So, Freya, what did you choose for our lovely Matthew? Oh, I chose our favorite book, uh, Wonder Woman Black and Gold, for Wonder him. Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Yeah, Which... so if it's if it's actually good, I'll be shocked, but <laughs> you never know. Look, uh, I, I decently enjoyed the last one uh, from you our did? previous episode. I so so I, I kind of went in. I was a little disappointed with the last one, just a tad bit. Uh, so I went into this one a little bit more tentatively, mm -hmm. uh, but is that uh, it? Uh, do I do I need to do uh, artist letters? Uh, no, because no, no, okay. the shed words. What did you think? What do you think of the book as a whole? Is there any one stories that kind of? Um, the second and the last one were the only ones that I actually enjoyed. If you scroll through the, I, I tried reading through the first story and it was such a vibrant, it was almost an assault to my, to my eyes. I couldn't read it. It hurt. Uh, I was scrolling, I was scrolling through and so from how bright it was and then splashing the yellow into it, I, yeah, it hurt my I, eyes. So I just I, skipped through the first story. Really? It was, it seemed like a decent, you know, Diana's talking to an old friend Mm -hmm. uh, something about you know uncovering the the boss of a hidden organization and protecting mm -hmm. the friends but it it was really assaulting if they had done more with the with the shadowing and the darker colors i might have been able to stomach it but i it can't just... work i can't work out if she's wearing shorts or a skirt i've got to be honest mm -hmm. i'm, I'm yeah. kind of the, the, the art style for this first one absolutely and from that point on because I tried to help you out with this, Matthew, because I'm a good guy. But after that, after that first issue, yeah. say, whoa, no, I'm done. Move on. <laughs> so it, I didn't really enjoy this one. The second story, however, I absolutely uh -huh. loved that same thing I was talking about with the using the shadows to accent the gold or even uh -huh. the lighter colors without the gold masterfully done in this one there, it was a lot of text to read through and i know freya has a thing about that a lot of text yep. but it was still yep. a it was still a decent story um man was talking about uh he's been having these visions while he's dreaming and it's been slowly driving him insane and it turns out he's an oracle but the thing i love most was the major black and white with the mm -hmm. very very few spatterings of the gold color in there you can see it like on the uh, on the uh, second page, just the gold armbands on Wonder Woman or Diana's wrist and her outfit along with the crown. And then it's another mm -hmm. two pages before you see any other glimpses of gold, which is once again on Diana's forehead with her crown. And then uh, the one I love most is you already skipped through the last page to it. I was going to try to. Oh, this one. I, I was going to try to hype up to it. But oh, it's okay. my bad. It's all right. Spoiler alert. Then, yeah, yeah. as we what? as we read through and as we watch through the artwork uh once again black and white and the lightning bolts the very faint yellowing of the lightning bolts i i thoroughly enjoyed that much and then um you know the last page it's just all 
this right yeah, this is a, this is what i was gonna this is what i was gonna bring up this is liam sharp so the prophet is written and drawn by liam sharp for those that don't prophet. uh recognize the name of liam mm-hmm. sharp he did the brave and bold one one batman yeah. uh book a little while ago and of course he was working with grant Morrison on his green lantern book mm-hmm. a while ago yeah. so he was also working on wonder woman back in the new 52 where it was yeah. taking turns between him and Nicholas Scott. So to say that he's a, an expert in Wonder Woman is pretty much a, a given on that one. So mm-hmm. a, I usually so, really like his art styles. Yes. And it seemed seemed to be consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, in some in some books that we've seen, like Superman would look like a like a 20-year-old and then the lighting would change and he'd be like 40. But this one was really consistent with the facings that I could tell. Um, but mm-hmm. absolutely loved, loved the use of the black and gold in this comic. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one, same thing as the first. It was just vi- so, very disappointing. It, it wasn't the right kind of gold that I think that they should have used. This is more of a brown uh more of a sepia <laughs> yeah, it, looks more cardboard. it looks like cardboard yeah. Actually, i'm gonna interject it uh this this story this art is why i chose this for you matthew mm, yeah. this particular <laughs> story so we'll give yeah. credit to my credit to you because i have got the screen up now so this is a lesson in truth it's written by michael w conrad art <laughs> which was so nicely chosen for by freya is by yep. Noah Bailey and lettered by Pat Russell. There you go. But as as what Frey was saying, um, especially coming from the last one, I feel mm. like I feel like the prophet. No, I don't know. I feel like this was it may have been placed because they may the the editors and publishers may have realized that the first one, the first story in the artwork, wouldn't have drawn people in, so they put this one in the right place to kind of keep people allured into the book, mm-hmm. but. I think this would would have been best safe for last, in my opinion, because you jump into this, and it's kind of as the first one. It's not satisfying to watch or read through. It's a quite a bit of text. The artwork is it's very uh, newspaperish style. I was going to say more like Mad Magazine. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it with you in Mad Magazine? I you know what? Okay, you, you want to know what what made me think of mad her mouth right there mm-hmm. that uh, is okay. just right. straight up garbage pale kids yeah but, uh, yes the story the story on the other hand you know it was actually decent it was a decent storyline where it's talking about this guy who's holding people at gunpoint and then he sees wonder woman flashes back uh goes through uh a troublesome time in his childhood and then uh, his father was telling him something but later on he's like why did my father lie to me die and why did he tell me i was destined for greatness when i'm actually nothing worth nothing and she's then played instead of just beating up the bad guy uh she actually talks to him and is human with him mm. uh, and so i actually really enjoyed that part of the story uh, rather than it just being kick punch i've taken down the bad guy through the whole thing all right okay um so 13 do you kind of agree with with matthew on this one is this is the lean sharp the best out of the bunch so far uh where do i start okay <laughs> remember so- we don't we don't have 13 minutes just so you know <laughs> <laughs> thank you uh we'll do it in 13 parts Oh. Um, 13 one minute parts <laughs> exactly we'll make it a mini series fantastic don't, don't you join in with him already i have no problem no, no. 13 13 second parts oh. yeah okay oh. well uh as i've as i've said a million million times and um josh and frey are familiar with this and obviously johnny but you know in order for for someone to walk into a comic shop and pick up a book off the shelf uh, you got to see what the art looks like. So I think it starts off very well with the cover. Mm-hmm. Lee Bermejo is an um, exceptional artist. We've seen him on Batman Dam. So right there, uh, there's a name. He is excels uh, with his work. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about that. So this art alone would have made me stare at the book. 
um, or at least pick it up off the shelf. So that's a plus. It's, it's quite beautiful. It's really well done. Yeah. So I'm not even going to bother talking about the first story. I think uh, whatever was said was said. But uh, Liam Sharp, obviously no stranger. He's been around for, for decades, and he just keeps getting better with age. And um, in seeing uh, the story here, I could see a little bit of him uh, him drawing himself in here as the, uh, as the guy talking about uh, having a dream. Mm -hmm. um, exceptional work by, by Liam Sharp. He never disappoints. And uh, again, that last page with Diana. You know, I, I've said this machine, you've heard me that I think George Perez is up there for Wonder Woman artist. Nicholas Scott is up there, and I throw Liam Sharp in there. Mm -hmm. You can't go wrong with any of them. So uh, that's what I think of that story. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the other story with, uh, with the guy, you know, it, it's a feel good story. They just, it, it's, pretty much represents what Diana's about. Um, did not like the Gigana story at all. <laughs> yeah. And uh, nope. the final story, you know, the art, J Jamal Campbell, uh, I'll say this, uh, very good character placement, uh, very good at drawing action. So I see a lot of uh, uh, promise there, but why does Poseidon have hooves? How the hell does he swim in the water if he has hooves? So that's my only gripe with that. That's, I was I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, Poseidon is a little weird having hooves. I mean, but then again, you know, horses were made from sea foam, so mm. maybe it's not like goat hooves, but like horse hooves to acknowledge that a little bit. It's a little bit of artistic give and creativity. So he was horsing around when he drew it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, you thought my oh, joke the were bad. The puns are back. You know, this this is my first time. This is my first time meeting Mr. Thirteen, and I love him. <laughs> so Matthew, I'm just letting you know that 13 has has a file on you and that he just made a note. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, you know, ultimately this book, you know, it's um uh, it's a decent read. I'm not going to knock it. Um it's not something that I'm going to run to the comic book shop on on day 1 of release. You know, but to be fair, um you know, with these kind of anthology books, you never know what you're going to get. And I guess you could take it two ways. Either you go in there heading with some sort of sense of fear or leave yourself with an open mind and hope that one of the stories in the book is going to be good. And that's that's why I think the Liam Sharp book uh, portion of the book makes it really a good buy. That's, mm -hmm. a, that's a really good shout. But what you got to just to counter the argument before I move on to the next book. If you're spending this much money on, on an oversized book, you want more than one story, right? Am I am I wrong? Well, but okay, so I'd want thirteen stories, of course. But, <laughs> but think oh, back. How, how many pages. how many CDs or cassette tapes did we buy for just one song? Yeah, but but how many CDs do we buy? And the whole album's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. True. I mean, like August and everything by the Crows. Count Crows is a great album. Water Run, Springsteen, great album. You know, there's probably more more modern albums out there that have been fantastic. Yeah. You know, but you know, I don't know. You've got to have for me, and I get where where Thirteen's coming from. You've got to be a really big Liam Sharp fan to pick this book up. Mm -hmm. So the the thing that that has stood out over everyone's input on this book, you look at the cover, which Thirteen said perfectly was you know absolutely stunning Agreed. look at the cover there was a lot of black a lot of grays to really make the gold pop uh -huh. the the prophet story but with liam shart's epic art a lot of black a lot of gray to really make the gold pop this one same thing so we're seeing a trend that at least for this book the more blacks you put in the gold really pops the artwork tends to be better i think had they done that with the other two stories that fell by the wayside they could have been a little better and the whole mm -hmm. book would have been a better experience all around the other three book of the three stories but yes well that you first know, one the, that first one was just a blow that yeah, yeah. Uh, sometimes we could even say that one would be left to wonder 
Yeah, if you if you Look, see that you amazing oh, artwork, oh, stop. You scored, you scored with oh. the C joke. All right, don't be giving it all this wonder malarkey now. <laughs> the one, the problem that I have, I'll 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 say this as well uh, about the book. You know, last little tidbit from me is if you look at that amazing cover art, cover art on the you know of the book, and then immediately flip over, and the first story is that blowout. <laughs> yeah, you almost don't want to read the rest of the book if you're, especially if you're at a comic shop and you're like, oh, I'm just flipping through, seeing if you want to purchase it. Yeah, I have a migraine now. Thanks to that yeah. portion of the book. This isn't yeah. a Marvel book. I was about to say. Speaking um, of migraines, uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. So, if you're if you're a massive Wonder Woman fan, fine, buy the book. All right. I think. Well, let me just check my notes because I think I'm sure I wrote down what number of this says. It is number six. So by now, mm-hmm. you know, you you know what you're going to get. All right, so there should be no surprise that there's going to be some art in there that you really like, and there's going to be some art there that you really don't like. Mm-hmm. All right, that's kind of, you know, you pay your money, you take your chance. That's but by now you should know what the what the premise of the whole book is. If you're still buying it because you like it, you know what, more power to you. Um, I just don't think it's worth the money for just one really good story. But that's just that's just a me thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. All Wonderful. right. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> enough <laughs> pussyfooting around. Um, it's, now, <laughs> it's now time for the thirteenth pick, which oh, I saw. Oh. I asked. I picked for him mainly because I reviewed this over on Comic Crusaders, so I didn't have to read it again. Thank mm. the Lord. We are talking about Catwoman thirty-seven. Um, so this is written by Ram V, uh, art by Nina. Vakuva, Laura Braga or Braga, and Geraldo Borges, Borges. Uh, Colors, Jordi Belair, Tom Napolitano is me, on sorry. letters. Cover, <clears throat> don't normally mention covers that much, but this covers by Yannick Paquette and Nathan Fairbairn. Um, Yannick Paquette, you might remember, was on the um, first couple of issues of Batman Incorporated when uh, Batman and Selena were in Japan. Mm. Um, so, we never finished this that. is the penultimate issue of Ram V's run on Catwoman. Part of Fear State. 13th. Take it away. And I'm burn gonna, it. I'm going to cross <laughs> out the fear and put mental state. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's about the um, same. Yeah. Un- unstable. <laughs> oh, there's a magic joke. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I have mixed opinions with this um first off when you have when there's multiple artists on in a comic book and working on one fluid story it needs to be exactly that the art is not consistent here with to me with the story it really throws me off and that's the first thing i noticed in just uh going through this mm-hmm. i i think honestly you know like i said when you have that kind of a collaboration you know how how did they organize this to put this story together is what i'm left wondering with um i'm not saying that as a pun to the wonder woman joke uh, book i'm just really saying i'm wondering but either way the 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 art threw me off the coloring certainly threw me off mm-hmm. and now i'm searching or trying to grasp for anything positive i could take away from this book and i'm gonna say the lettering and <laughs> i don't think i've ever ever said that in any review i've ever given I think the the lettering is is what it needs to be and the placement is fine mm-hmm. you know i i just when it comes to uh gotham city's uh citizens or or former criminals or criminals or whatever you want to call them batman's rogues former rogues or gotham city sirens or whatever you want to call them gotham underground i i just think that when you have them uh all together uh, playing around either at each other's throats or or working together I, I just wonder, like, where are the where are they plucking these relationships from? You know, like penguins after Catwoman, Riddler's involved. Uh, the Riddler actually gives a riddle about revenge. I actually heard that same thing uh, said by Mister Freeze in the animated series. So, is that the best you're gonna put uh, uh, for the Riddler, uh, um, just to kind of have him be uh, trick everybody? It, it's oh. like. Like how much effort was put into this? So just just to give some so everyone a little bit of context, thirteenth is a disavowed 
non-new comic book purchaser. Is that the best way to describe it, 13? Um, yeah, I would say I was collecting this run, and um, to be honest, uh, I forgot where I left off, but uh, the Jenny, the Jenny uh, Frizen art, if yeah, that's yeah. how you pronounce the last name, absolutely stunning. I like the, um, the, the, the way it started with Joel Jones. Yeah. Um, I, I was kind of like, okay, fair direction that this was heading in, but you know, and I, I and again, I don't think we're going to see a legendary Catwoman run again for a long time. And this is certainly not, um, I'm not regretting uh, jumping off the run, to be honest. And, so, and after reading this, um, the, at the end, it says, see you later, Alleytown. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Right. So just to give some context then. So the whole Riddler penguin thing is a nod back to the Joker war when <clears throat> um, Selena stole money from the Riddler who'd obviously obtained Bruce Wayne's fortune. So using him as her sort of patsy for this was a bit of a risk. And then lo and behold, he tries to turn the tables on her because he hasn't forgotten the fact, you know, and in the process of how she got money back, she also did over the penguin, which is where the context context of that story element came from. I, um, I will throw one more thing in here. There is a panel here where it says John Paul Leone Street. And I thought that was a good nod uh, to yeah. the former artist who, who's obviously passed away yeah. not too long ago. So um, I did uh, see that. Um, that was a good touch. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I just don't know what to say uh, with Catwoman because, you know, when it, when it comes to uh, some characters in Gotham, obviously other than Batman, I do love Batgirl, the Barbara Gordon Batgirl. Catwoman's up there. And I don't know. I'll just uh, hang in there and hope something a little bit stronger uh, down the line comes one day. That last cool. little line, the see you later, Alleytown, you know, working alongside Killer Croc, I'm surprised she didn't say see you later, Alligator. But yeah, you know, well done. I would have liked it better. <laughs> it was a load of Croc, but. So where should we go next? Freya, you've been, you've been relatively quiet. So what do you think yep. of the Catwoman book? Um. You know, I I didn't like it, but I haven't liked most of the Catwoman run, so that's a, that's a fair shout. Yeah, um, I I hate her new design, and mm -hmm. I will never stop saying how much I hate the stupid armpit. Those, but design. the arms need to breathe, Freya. I don't care. It's a comic. I don't care. It's a comic. She's not breathing. She's an inanimate. She's not real. <laughs> okay, she's not real. She you isn't. No, no, I thought this was a documentary. I, I know, right? You know, you know, comics are real. We have visual, you know, bat people flying through the sky called Mothman. But um, it's just <laughs> hey, fishnets are real. I know fishnets, fishnets are, real. are real, and I quite enjoy fishnets. But her stupid oh, cat, I hate it. I will never like her stupid Catwoman outfit. You know, and if we're gonna go on the realism thing, then Harley's you know, tits should have popped out every once in a while because of what she's wearing. Because let's be honest, you're doing acrobatic stuff in a corset, your breasts are coming out at one way or the other. So it's too much fan service. This is exactly, PG. You know? <laughs> you get a lot so of that. it's just that that's safe for her uh her Gotham fans page. Right. <laughs> so it's fair to say that this book was a catastrophe. Yeah, and and a catastrophe. We're going with costumes. Oh. It's on page six, sixteen with a ghost hunter or maker, oh. whatever. Yeah. You know, new guy, new guy yeah. on the block. Um, so if you look at his first costume when he shows up in his sweet, sweet car, you know, look at his costume design and then go to the next page. Look at those shoulders. Bam! Look at his shoes completely different outfit wait, come on guys it is a completely different outfit it's a completely different right. outfit it's it's like wait we gotta have a costume change let me change my shoes let me take off well he is a let me, let me maker take, i you know let me take off my you know thigh high boots and put on my you know short ass kicking boots because those, are those don't hands. let me move yeah it's just it got it's literally his design guys that's his design. Just, I agree. Thirteen. Did you guys put like the effort? What? Where's the effort? Because he can't even get his costume right in the next panel. It, I, just... I blame the editorial on this because, yeah, you know, it, before you you have a book put on a shelf, you should be looking at it. And when you have a collaboration 
of three artists on this book, you kind of have to kind of be like um, like an orchestra a conductor, right? You may have talented in the, uh, musicians, but you need a conductor to make the music sound good. And Where's his sword? this is not good. Yeah, and there's no story with this. No, his Where's, his, where's his sword? His sword. Go back to that Go page. Go back to the same page. Yeah. Looking at, and looking in his left hand. Yeah. It's not there. It's a lightsaber. He's got a hilt. It's a, it's lightsaber. a lightsaber. Totally a lightsaber. <laughs> he pushes a button and it pops out. <laughs> also, if you look at the uh, the shadowing, and this is just a pet peeve of mine, and they're like, yeah, it's a style, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Below, right, the last panel, like, where exactly are the shadows? Because if you look at the top panel, it's more, you know, where Catwoman is, and then it's just, the shadows don't even make sense. Well, you can't really tell what the lighting maybe, is because you can't even tell what's going on because it's just maybe Selena was born in the shadows. Oh, don't maybe even. She was molded <laughs> by it. She mm. was molded by it. Yeah, it's just. Ridiculous. I didn't see the light till I was a young man. You were molded by the darkness. I was born in it. Yeah. And then I'm wondering course, why you would shoot a man, then throw him out of a plane. Oh my god, I'd rather do that, Jeopardy right now. Then, oh, my favorite pose in her stupid cast costume on page like 15 oh. after Harley and Ivy are kissing, which don't get me started on that abusive relationship. Um <laughs> a very like Catwoman strikes a pose at the very when they're like kissing. Oh. Are you saying that's 15. a thorny relationship or it's a very abusive relationship? Um, people are going to come after me for that. Sorry, when your significant other dreams about murdering you, uh, there's a problem. So anyway, going back to that pose, that pose right there is the, I, what is she doing one? there? The it's bottom one, the one where she, oh, the one where she's holding the boobs, which one? No, not holding her boobs. The one after it, which oh, is okay. like striking a, I don't yeah. even know what to call that. That's like what my nephew does when he's pretending to do a fight and it, he looks he's doing it to look stupid on purpose that's what i do when that's... i do the mario jump that almost looks like a pose <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just so ridiculous and her arms are look way twiggy and they make her thighs look like they're super big i bet you there's a litter box torso. under her legs Crap. <laughs> well, I think I think I think we've roasted enough out of this book. Uh, well, 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 we need to move on. Oh, well, we'll no, no, no. We haven't hours. heard from Josh. We haven't heard from yeah, Josh. 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 Sorry, no. I got I got sidetracked. I'm sorry. Um, so <laughs> just before Josh jumps into this, I will say that not the next issue, the issue issue after that, it's been announced that it's getting a new Catwoman's getting a new creative team. They're going oh. back to the femme fatale version of Catwoman uh, and oh, the right. first one first storyline is she has to infiltrate an underground casino stroke strip joint in order to get some heist going on so you know you want sexy Catwoman back check Yay. it out in two issues time is she taking right. Dick Grayson with her so he can do a pole dance again take I, I, <laughs> for a second I thought you were stopping yeah, yeah, I, yeah I thought I you did, weren't yeah. going to say Grayson I was, I was yeah, yeah. worried for a second God knows but she is wearing she is wearing a pair of killer black and red heels so there you go uh, check out the cover mm. on on uh, Catwoman number 39 it's available on previews world make and sure also, to check out the next copy of Catwoman taking Dick Great. <laughs> uh, I was trying okay. to be inform informative. informative there. Thank you can't. Good luck. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I should not. Josh, save me, please. Okay, so this book I can sum up in four words: Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> that was a far better movie than this book. Fade me, Seymour. Fade I mean. Love the artwork movie. is off. I, I'm a 13 that, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Catwoman's face on, on this panel during the first fight scene, like, uh, yeah, I just, honestly, I think I enjoyed Wonder Woman Black and Gold more than I enjoyed this book. What did I get this on Crusaders? Let me just have a look. What's going on? What's oh yeah, that's right. Channel? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, welcome to the Twilight Zone when the Punishment book got a better <laughs> review. 
than this. Hey, he picked this book before I could pick the punishment book because I take forever to pick books. Hey, um, so at that point, the question that I would ask is, 13, what did you do on old timers to make us have to suffer through this? (laughs) I don't think I did anything wrong. I think this was just Johnny being cruel. It was me being cruel. If it was cruel, we would have been playing Jeopardy right now instead of this. Issuing well, I a like challenge. Jeopardy. I enjoy Jeopardy, though. I, I enjoy Jeopardy. I, I took it as a challenge. Okay. Well, he said he said something crazy like, "I haven't read a new book in ages," and I was like, "Would you burn TDC and talk about something?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." I just. He said, said I took words. that personally. He, he, he said the more words, you pick something. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, fair enough. I oh something. boy. For those that are interested, I gave this two and a half stars um, from. Comic Crusaders. Um, I gave. I think I gave the writing three because I like Ram V, and the art just got absolutely blasted. Um, One point three yeah. in even, my book, Johnny. Even even the colors by George Belair, who normally is one of my. Goals. I know that's that's the disappointing thing is that yeah. Jordi Belair has had a wonderful. She has a, a, an impeccable track record. Yep. This is not. A Jordi Belair book. I yeah. I will not accept it as such. Um, I just uh, folding it in. This, this probably sums up continuity issues in DC. I mean, just look, you know, bringing up what Freya mentioned about Ghostmaker. One costume, boom. Second, like what? Yeah. What did he do? Did he morph into the? I was just uh, going to say Power Rangers. Go from Ninjetti to Morphins, or yeah, <laughs> yeah. He went from yeah the the Mighty Morphin over to the Ninjetti. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. I'm closing this down. I'm, how how, right, how, okay. how, so, how much time did they spend? Like it's like they rushed it, man. They, I I think we spent more time bashing the book than they spent working on the book. It was a lunchtime project one day. Like, oh, crap, we have a book to do. (laughs) One one thing I could say to you guys, thank you, because now you made it more enjoyable for me with being able to roast a book. So thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) Right. Whilst we go and cleanse our palate, I think now is a good time to have one of our our adverts. I think as we have an old-timer or two um, on the show, uh, I think Johnny. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. It's just Johnny. I'm not it's an old. Just, I'm uh, just on the old timer show, but I'm not an old timer. Maybe we should just run the ad. Do <laughs> <laughs> you want to find out what makes the professor do his happy dance? Check out the old timers comic book show only on the UCPN. Yeehaw! Yeah, I, right, love, so I a, love that ad. Yeah, that, that's one of my favorites. You want to make? You want to find um, out? So the doing his happy show dance. Where <laughs> the uh, horse aren't old, but the comics most certainly are. Check out the current one that's kicking around for a George Perez special. There you go. Excellent. There we go. Advert all done and dusted. Right. Next up is Joshua's uh, pick, um, and Josh has gone for Superman seventy-eight. Uh, number four of six. It's written by Robert Venditti, who is one of 13's favorite people of all time. Art is by Wilfredo Torres. Colors are by Georgia Belair. Thank God she did something on this book. And letters are by, I want to say, Dave Lanfear of A Larger World. So apologies, Dave, if I've pronounced your surname wrong. But hey, you're in good company because I do it all the time. <laughs> Josh, this is your choice. Do you want All to right. up and away with it? Yes. So <laughs> Superman 78 puts us in the world yes. where Christopher Reeve is the is the Superman. We get Gene Hackman's uh, Lex Luthor, Margot Kidder's uh, Lois Lane. I feel kind of bad that I have not read the previous three issues, but after reading this, I'm going to want to go back and read the previous. So from what I've gathered, obviously we get Brainiac. That's kind of the Mm -hmm. whole purpose of, of these stories, very similar to what they're doing with Batman 89, taking the stories that we never got Mm -hmm. in the films and bringing it to comic form, which to be (laughs) honest, I appreciate that they're doing. Yeah. Um, 
from my understanding, just from what I've read, Clark or Kalel is now he's within the bottle city of Candor. Correct. Um, I love the fact that they're maintaining <clears throat> the continuity of the outfits mm-hmm. that like Marlon Brando wore, you know, the all white with the the logos of each family just in black. Yep. Uh, very, very classic Richard Donner um, Superman. Uh, they're trying, you know, Superman's there. He's kind of, at this point, it seems like he's enjoying life. Um, all things considered, while Lex Luthor is being, well, uh, the most frightening criminal terror of our era, and I love the fact that (laughs) she just shut him down with uh, enough with the self-styled nicknames. You know, I just, I I had Gene Hackman's voice in my head as I was reading this, and overall, that that was the experience I was getting. It was taking... Mm what I know from, you know, Superman 1, 2, and plugging it into reading the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the art was great. It really did capture the Christopher Reeve era of Superman. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, I loved it. And I'm going to go back and actually read the previous issues, and I'll pick up the rest. All right, cool. For that, for that purpose. I thought I kind of agree with you. I thought the art worked really well for every character apart from Superman. I didn't. I didn't think it got Christopher Reeve down brilliantly. I thought Gary there's Frank, moments. Like, yeah. So I mean, like the the panel here where we get the Christopher Reeve smirk was there, but it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Okay. So Freya, we'll jump to you next. Yep. So, what did you think of uh, Superman? Um, so Superman from that decade, Christopher Reeve, Superman was the only Superman I liked. Um, oh. oh, my so, God. Yeah, I know. It, I know. Shock. Freya liking something? Shock. Freya, Completely. Freya liking, Freya liking <laughs> Superman. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, Freya hates Superman... super so much, she doesn't eat super noodles. That's how much yeah, she Yeah, I know. Well, but, like my first good, Superman good movie Superman. back as a child was uh, the, the one with, you know, the three Zod and they're like trash bag outfits and stuff. And, you know, I, I really loved it. You know, that's an adult. I'm like, oh, it looks awful, but I loved it. So the nostalgia is, you know, pretty high. And I watched the one where Superman turns back time, the same save Lois Lane from a, like, you know, earthquake. And, you know, yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw the Lex Luthor one with my dad too. So, you know, it's it, the nostalgia was really high with this book. And I, I kind of agree with Josh. Um, I'm going to go back and read the other ones just for nostalgia shit, uh, sake. And I might pick them up. Um, cause the art didn't bother me too much. Um, seeing Lois as, you know, uh, what's her name? I'm bad with names and actors and actresses. And Margo. I was like, oh, Margo, Margaret, Margo kiddo, Margo kiddo. So kidder. yeah, I, kidder. Yeah. Kidder. kidder. And I just enjoyed it. Um, I, I do agree with Johnny though. Um, Christopher Reeve, kind of looks like him sometimes and then kind of doesn't you know but when i get it you know it kind of feels like all supermen are kind of based off of him anyway you know like recently Mm -hmm. ones so superman just kind of looks like superman um with some little hints of him but yeah Mm -hmm. uh, nostalgia was really high um it has a like the 70s ridiculousness with the outfits Mm um so yeah i liked it um I like this version of Lois, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, I'll go back and reread it, and you know, Sweet. go through it. Sweet. Excellent, yeah. Matthew. Have you reading? Um, are you reading? It? What so, do you think of this book? And is anybody reading Batman eighty nine as a comparison piece? I am. So uh, well, so far, uh, I think all of us are pretty unanimous with the. We enjoyed the book. Good story. We love the Christopher Reeves uh, Superman. Uh-huh. I I love the little the little uh, flavor aspect, you know, Superman, he's not really, he's an old farmhand. Yeah. Not really grew up in high society. And so he's like yeah, spilling yeah. his drink. So that's, yeah. that's kind of a little funny aspect. I, the one thing about this uh, issue is I don't like this version of Lex Luthor. Uh, okay. The version of Lex Luthor that I, that I always imagined is the uh, early forties, 
kind of Lex Luthor, you know, prompt businessman, that kind. This makes me think more of a, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? He's a, he's a Marvel character, the one that turns into the Red Hulk. Oh, right. Uh, General... General Ross. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, this this version gives me General Ross vibes, which I'm... Bleh. It doesn't give me the super brain-powered uh, and very intelligent version of Lex Luthor that I kind of imagine in my own brain, but it's it's a different version. So this is well, we it's still enjoyable. We haven't got Billy Zane to be cast as Lex Luthor yet. Okay. I, I think he needs to come out of retirement and be there's, Lex Luthor. Because... There's also, there's also yeah. one there's one specific panel. If you go to the next page, please. I believe it's on the next page. Uh, okay, it's not. But it's it's a very specific panel where Lex Luthor's face is scrunched up and he looks like the penguin. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the only. That's the only the only thing about the artwork that I did not enjoy is he. <laughs> it's like him looking down; his face is like super scrunched in, and he looks like the penguin. <laughs> now, which, which penguin? We need to specify. Are we talking Burgess uh, Meredith? Are we talking Danny DeVito? Danny DeVito. <laughs> Do I see my favorite? Is it, is it this panel right here? It, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 it is that one. I was looking at the bottom three. But... Um, so, uh, I don't know. But other than that, also, I'm also a huge fan of Berniak, so seeing him yeah, yeah, is, is really cool. Just for just for everybody else, just how <laughs> sexy does uh, Matthew sound with his ill voice right now? Right. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to maintain the uh, lower yeah. registers. So now, what if that. I just bring in, go full Matthew McConaughey? No. What if I, uh, <laughs> what if I do my Johnny imitation and switch into over to my British accent? Or, or crazy well, I, do, I do not sound like that. Give your head a shit. What if? Here we go. What a bottle. Is that no, better? Is that doing no, it for you? <laughs> no, what if we hear what 13 to think about the book? Yeah. 13, save me from this. I try to give the guy a compliment and he starts giving me water bottles. Look, this so, this is how I take... I don't take compliments. That's the thing. Right. <laughs> I just... All right, in that case, Matthew, you suck. 13, what's your call? <laughs> <laughs> what's your call on this book? That's, um, that's That checks out. It, I don't know. It's um, it, it was interesting. It's like, great, Scott, I'm in a bottle. And why do, when I talk, is there an echo in here? Um, In the city of Candor. It's not bad. You know, Robert Venditti... You know, you mentioned it at the top. You know, I am a fan of his writing, so wow. there's a familiarity with that. So a sense of trust that we're going to get a story that actually has a plot. And mm -hmm. uh, this is pretty simple. You know, Superman 78, obviously a very famous movie with uh, very famous actors. Marlon Brando in here. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And a tradition of our people and that place I'm standing at. Yeah. So I was doing the voices reading the book. and 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 I just think that if I had to pick a couple things here, I felt the art needed a little more texture or mm -hmm. and, or it was incomplete in certain panels. So, for instance, mm -hmm. like when um, Jorel was talking with the rest of the council and what have you, there's a lot of incomplete faces in there. So I almost yeah. wanted to, like, go in there and finish it. DC's uh, been doing that with a lot of books, though, where all, like, characters the in the background, yeah. they don't Such, complete the faces. Well, they're Such not a, even completely in the background. Sometimes they're in the foreground, and yeah. they yeah. just don't do it. It's not just DC. Marvel are doing this whole blurred face thing going on right now. It's it's really it's, it, To me, it's it's a speed thing. You mm. know, it's, it's like you, you want to have um, the sketch laid out, and it's like, okay, here's my deadline. I'm going to put detail on this and move on. If I get to it, great. If not, it still works. Yeah. That's what, yeah. that's the feel of that. Um, the story, you know, I, I saw a couple of things here, you know, the Brooklyn bridge, the Williamsburg bridge and Metropolis. Okay. Um, doesn't work for me at least, but uh, you know, other than that, yeah. Brainiac can't go wrong with Brainiac, you know, um, he's Especially a, he's a maniac. Ship. Brainiac's a maniac, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and, let he's, me just... and he's uh, and he's dancing like he's never danced before. You know the song. <laughs> oh, All right. So let me ask a question before we get uh, a flashpoint dance going on. I will say, 
ask a quick question. Josh, you're reading Batman 89. Which book yes. reads which book reads better? Superman 78 or Batman 89? I like Batman 89 more. Really? Yes. Oh. <clears throat> I am buying those, by the way. I just haven't read them yet. And, and I guess part of the reason is the fact that we are getting the story that Tim Burton originally wanted to tell with with that Harvey Dent becoming Two-Face. We're getting mm-hmm. the Robin that uh, Tim Burton originally wanted to do but ended up scrapping. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're getting that story that we could have had in Batman Forever but never got. All right, interesting. Um, for those we, that are in, oh, go ahead, Johnny. I was going to I'm say going before to... we move on from the book, but go on. If, if you got so... okay, before we move okay. on from the book, uh, for all my fellow nerds out there who may be listening or watching, my Dungeons and Dragons family, quick question: What if a mind flayer has access to Brainiac's brain? Hmm, mm. it's an interesting concept. Yes, I thought this going to linger. Okay. All right, so, uh, so <laughs> back to comics. Um, for those who are interested, Josh's comments brilliant about Tim Burton. For those who are interested, Action Comics did run um, a series written by Richard Donner, art by Gary Frank, which pretty much um, used Chris Reeve as a model. So you need to go back; it's pre-Flashpoint, so you need to go back and and dig that up. Um, some of that looks like. There you go. All right. Final book is due. Yay! As you can tell by Freya's joyous, joyous uh, phrases. It's my book. Yay. It's my book, and I will cry if I want to. All yeah. right. It's Deathstroke Inc. Number Three, written mm-hmm. by Joshua Williamson. <clears throat> Do we have this going on? Just waiting for the audio guy to catch up. Yeah. There we are. Uh, Joshua Williamson on writing, Howard Porter on uh, art, colors are by Hi Fi and letters are by Steve Wands. Just now- going to call out Hi Fi. Beautiful job, guys. Beautiful. <laughs> that's Freya's that's way of saying she hates the book. The colors are nice. <laughs> the colors are nice. I have such high hopes for this book. I absolutely love the idea of Deathstroke and Canary working together. So, Freya, what is it about this book that you absolutely love so much? Well, uh, first of all, look at that cover. Who wouldn't mm-hmm. like that cover? Deathstroke on a unicorn? vomits out on your face, and you're like, yeah, okay, I'll take this. So, originally, <laughs> this was one of the books I was thinking of making um, Matthew review on his own. But then I went, you know what? Why should he have all the fun by himself? Let's make everyone read this book. (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. This is on my pull list. I'll have you. uh, uh, This is great. Okay. So actually, my sister walked in on me reading it. She's like, what is this? um, Your sister's like, could you not be watching porn instead, please? (laughs) (laughs) That that is a horny horse on the cover. (laughs) It is quite horny. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, so Death and Canary capture crap. What's her name? Screen. Well, Queen of Fables. Queen of Fables. Queen of Fables. Yeah, that one. And um, it's like I've read the book. <laughs> and Cheeta is in her own little story. Um, you know, because to be like the ruler of her own people and whatnot. Turns out, she can't even have people in a fairy tale like her as a ruler because she sucks. <laughs> so. Um, she torments them, and so oh yeah, Queen of Fables. So Deathstroke goes in. Canary takes Queen of Fables to Trust, which you know, if a company's name is Trust, you know there's you know yeah, trust issues. They have trust issues. So yeah, um, I as a fantasy game book everything lover, this is kind of I thought it was amusing um, to myself. I. <laughs> it was amusing um it was very stupid but it was amusing i love the rainbow colors i love deathstroke mm-hmm. being like Ugh, where are my guns crap you know but <laughs> i can kill things with a sword so that's fine i can do this you know and then he also you know evil unicorn he starts impaling people with it so you know mm-hmm. there's plenty of blood and gore and i thought i would hate it more than i did 
the best artwork I think is in the fantasy land because once we cop back to Canary, Canary, it's my usual like, what the crap did they do to this poor woman? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. her torso is all jacked up. Um, her just her face looks. I just don't know what they did to poor Canary throughout this entire book. She has I nice mean, legs though. Yeah, her legs are you know thicker than her torso. You know, and, and it's just. I don't. She doesn't skip leg day. We know. You know, <laughs> you know. And, and like this one particular panel on page what nineteen twenty, where she's outside the window sneaking, yeah. and they're doing the face thing again. You know, where they're kind of, but they're talking, so they're a vo- They're a, you're supposed to be focusing on them because they're talking, but they don't even have faces. They have dots for eyes. You know, eyes it's without just, a face. So, they are supposed to be the focus because they're talking and canary's just kind of you know and canary's head just is i don't know what it is it looks kind of too small for the body that they drew poorly rendered ps1 graphics it. yes she looks like a playstation one character a little bit except less block well no she's kind of extremely as soon as i heard i ran yeah. down from me <laughs> so this whole uh, it's just you know i don't like it and i guess I, and when she started talking to Barbara, I was like, that's not Barbara. That can't be Barbara. That looks like, some, like some 45-year-old librarian on a date currently. And that's not Dick Grayson because that looks like a teenage boy. Or a college like Damien. Boy. That could be Damien. Yeah. And then, but it's Dick because the dog, his dog mm-hmm. is there. And, but he, I was like, this looks like a predator thing going on. Like the school teacher hooking up with her high school student. You know, getting a phone call because she looks way too old. Kim Possible and, just, and Dick Grayson. Just absolutely. She doesn't look like Kim Possible. Kim Possible's actually. In, in, that, in, that, to, in that top right one, she kind of did. But, like, yeah. was, but I don't know what they did. I don't know if they just. That's why she's not part of trust. I guess not. It's just, I don't know why they draw the females the way they do in these this particular book, series, whatever. I don't, I don't get it. They just look. <laughs> Like Barbara looks like she hasn't washed her hair in days. I don't, I don't understand why they draw them this way. It, it bothers me. Like, oh, they're not payment. It's not because they're not. But to be fair, right, that maybe... picture of the that picture of the bottom of Canary is pretty damn good, though. That oh, with the water there. coming down. Yeah, and that's... yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. I'm not saying there's not like good panels. I'm just saying, oh, most of them are not that it's definitely not a, I would flip through it and be like no and I'd put it back on the shelf Man, this book's but the rainbow list. land one with you know Deathstroke's pretty good like throughout you know maybe it's because I'm being assaulted by rainbow colors constantly but, <laughs> you know <laughs> damn I want to hate this book so much but the rainbow makes me love it <laughs> yeah I mean Killer damn you one. rainbow dash I can actually <laughs> taste the rainbow now don't, do, don't taste uh, the rainbow um right so that's freya's view on her own choice uh josh go with josh then so i went into this book because we've read deathstroke inc before we have yes and i was like oh what did i do to deserve this punishment and then deathstroke gets sucked into the the fantasy world and i'm like okay not bad uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it too. Um, I feel like though that if they were going to do this with Deathstroke, I think they would have been more successful in the DC Comics Fortnite crossover. That's what I was going to say. That would have been better suited. Um, I also get a kick out of you know how Deadpool's constantly making fun of Deathstroke because mm-hmm. uh, Deathstroke was first. Um, I feel like this is a fun jab at Deadpool. Right. Oh, yeah. So can, much I that, that I could see the professor enjoying this more than he enjoys Deadpool. I mean, I'm setting the bar real low here. But uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have to agree. Like, I was enjoying all the colors. I was enjoying the fantasy world. And then, boom, canary with the, the torso. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, um, I, I'm the same way the the panel where Black Canary is on the side of the building. I was like, wait, what? Huh? No the 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 real the real world 
sucked. So I'm going to go back to the fantasy world. Thank you. Um, So all in all, like the book wasn't terrible when I was in the color, the colorful world. Uh, When I got back to the dark and gritty, I just wanted to close it up. Mm. All right. Okay. Matthew. Uh, Josh pretty much said the same thing I was going to. Um, Where if it was going to be bright and colorful and fantasy and fantastical, uh, the DC Fortnite uh, cover, which we discussed, which we discussed in a uh, previous episode, I feel like would have been better suited for that. But it was kind of funny to see all these uh, cats be like, "Hey, I'm going to go kill the queen." Yes, kill the queen. Kill her. Kill her. All right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm familiar with with. Um, Porter's art from old Justice League books. Yeah, and Jeffrey I f- Williamson from The Flash. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and and I feel that um, I don't know. I feel like Porter's art changed, and maybe it's just me, but um, I noticed a few things in here. So yeah, we can say it's a fantasy story and everything. And you guys made some good points, um, but I did see some inconsistencies here. Uh, for instance, later on in the book, you know the way Cheetah is drawn, mm-hmm. she's drawn like a like a wet street alley cat. But then when she's actually in the rain, she looks like she's dry. So I, I kind of noticed that. And uh, then the, the height disparity, too, between Cheetah and Deathstroke. Um, Cheetah, you know, I, I, I'm going to say this uh, again. The best animalistic Cheetah look ever to me was Liam Sharp. And I feel like they're still trying to carry that uh, tradition, but not succeeding too well at it. Um, and and again, I, I liked uh, Howard Porter's art for a long time, but I just don't feel like it worked for me here. There's, again, the inconsistencies <coughs> with the face, mm-hmm. facial expressions. Uh, some of them are not, there's no emotion in some of these. In others, there's too much emotion. Um, the same page where Barbara Gordon is sitting with, with Dick Grayson, the last panel on the bottom, that's supposed to be Black Canary. I mean, she looked like she just, I don't know, like, like she almost looks like Dark Side there. If I if I would have changed the color scheme, she looks like a member of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, th- which some... turtle has hair? No, <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying with the facial expression. It kind of looks like Raphael a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Raphael's the last Ronin, which is the current run at the moment. Yeah, but yeah. she has no hair. You know, no, but Raphael's wearing well, a hood. Well, if we slap a wig on a turtle, it could work. Mm-hmm. All right, so, all right, hold on. So what we're saying is, if you take away the blonde hair, make her a turtle, she'll look like a turtle. Oh, yes. that's all right then. Because if you see that picture of Barbara Gordon, take off the glasses, take off the red hair, make her head a turtle, she'll look like a turtle. I mean, Just you saying. look like a turtle, but we don't see you. <laughs> we don't. I'll, I'll throw in one more comment in here. Deathstroke's been around for a long time. Cheetah's been around for a long time. Even this version of the cheetah, their, their, their personality base is off. Right. And I'm gonna leave it at that. It, it just it, if these two characters had met maybe like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I think we would have gotten a much more different story. Like the way that they're interacting with each other in here, it's off. Sorry. And then you're putting them in the realm of the fantastic. Okay, I, you can sell me a little bit on that, but I just felt like more could have been done with having these two uh, classic characters put together in the same book. Black Canary is a legend in herself, and again, I just feel like she suffered from the artwork, which hurts me to say because I like Howard Porter's art. But what are you going to do? I find it funny that uh, Deathstroke's—we'll call it the Fantastic Armor—transferred um, over back into the real world oh, when yeah, he's wearing his cheetah through. Mm-hmm. So, so I kind of, I kind of get where the, it's coming from. You know, last time we saw Cheetah, she was a victim of her own powers rather than um, being an out-and-out bad guy. Um, you would have thought that the two would have met before. Agreed. Josh, you're absolutely right. The armor transfers across. Um, this storyline, this whole, like, fabled world, <clears throat> remind me, didn't Batgirl do something very similar with an author that wrote a fabled story that came true? And then hid his girlfriend in there because she didn't want her to run away. I'm sure that pretty much happened, definitely in the Batgirl run. So 
if we're talking about stories that kind of get rehashed a little bit, then you know what? This whole Queen of Fables thing, I, I could do without it. This sort of fantasy stuff just does not float my boat in any shape, way, or form. And I agree that I think it's an absolute, it's an absolute travesty that these two characters are being played for comic relief. The two characters being Deathstroke and Canary are being played as comic comic relief for this book when really they're probably the two two of the best, if not the best, fighters in the DC universe. You know, because we all know that Batman beats all because Batman's Batman and that's what it's supposed to be. But still, yeah. you know, that's... these are these are two highly competent people and yet Deathstroke saying in this book, oh, what would I do without my guns? Dude, when you introduced, you had a big sword strapped to your back the first issue. Yeah. You know, you pretty much know how to use a sword. It's not like it's not like you, you forgot. You're not like the ghost hunter where your sword disappears, are you? But it's yeah. kind of it's kind of the the trend now in like <clears throat> comics and Hollywood and all that stupid crap to take these established characters and like that have there are really cool characters and whatnot and to make you know fun of them that's just kind of what's going on currently um they did it in the new resident evil movie they're doing that with the new spider-man movie um it's just kind of a thing that they're all jumping on the bandwagon for and i don't personally like it <clears throat> at all like sorry if you think doc you know doc ock's name is stupid but guess what peter parker is exactly a stupid is kind of a stupid name too you know and, and mm. it's just and it's not like you guys can come up with better names you're the people who came up with batmanium or whatever the bat metal name oh, was called. Yeah. so don't even so right. don't even try to be like oh your name's stupid because guess what you can't do it either your names are just as you come up with stupid names just like other you know the past did i mean so. they took they took judge death and turned it into the batman who laughs i mean batman yes. who laughs yeah. you know no it's it, judge it, death it's it, yeah so you know it, it, it's just it's something that they're doing it's a fad right now and i hope it goes away because it, I agree. it's it's annoying to you know long-term like long-time fans to you know <laughs> have and that's kind of why i haven't really liked the new spider-man um, because he's just too juvenile and like when I saw that in the trailer I was like I really hope Auk like grabs one of them with his uh, with his claws and like shoots the so like the dagger through one of them because I freaking <laughs> hate these like I'm like not every character it, it doesn't need to be all you know jokes constantly you know yeah. I thought the 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 Raimi Spider-Man were like ridiculous but I'm watching these and I'm like they're trying to be funny but it's just freaking annoying and I want to slap every single one of the characters. Okay, yeah. so so take taking that premise, let, let me ask you this. The upcoming Flash yeah. movie, we're getting Batfleck and Michael yeah. Keaton's Batman. Yeah. Where where are you on that? Because it like you said, <laughs> Hollywood's doing that. Um, because I haven't seen it, it makes me nervous because I don't want them to make Michael Keaton or any of them a joke. You know to make the the bat nipples or anything joke because we joke about that but it's just it, it's it's just i don't want them to be a the a, the joke like a butt of jokes and you know in the movie which well, i'm kind of feeling like they're going to do like you know <laughs> but i haven't seen it because i haven't seen any of the like any preview trailers or anything so it's like it's like really ownership is it's ownership isn't it the fact that we're nerds and geeks yeah. so we can we can take the mickey out of the out of the bat nipples but don't let Joe Public do it because you know what? We've had to put up with Joe Public's scorn for so long in liking mm -hmm. comic books. I mean, it was only last week I was at work and I said something about comic books. And someone looked at me and went, oh, you mean the books for kids? You're still reading them? At which point I was like, I'm just walking away from you now. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Did they read Batman Damned? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> and that Batawang? Um, um, I can't even I can't even talk about it because <laughs> as soon as I turn around and say, Well, if you read Batman, they interrupt and go, What from the sixties? I'm like, Oh, you know what? I'm done with it. You, you know what it is, is that yeah. um with years of reading books and then watching some of these films, you put them on a pedestal, you know, the Michael Keaton Batman yeah. movies, and it's it's not that you're not excited to see him again, it's that you're afraid of of being disappointed because will anything that's ever done past it's been a long time will anything ever that comes after be as good if not better and mm -hmm. that's a very high bar that is not often seen uh surpassed so right. um and and i think that's what it applies to books too and mm -hmm. and this is just one of the cases i i love the uh 
the Barbara Minerva Cheetah, and I felt like this was not her at all. Deathstroke. I agree with that. I, I've gotten, I have a ton of Deathstroke books that I own. This is not Deathstroke's personality. Then you're going to put him in a fantasy land? Okay, it works because you have the Queen of Fables here, but who does it really work for? Mm. Right. It's a good shout. All right, there you go. So, mixed, mixed bag of tricks uh, for this week. <laughs> We've gone over our short time a little bit, so hopefully. Can I say? Can, can I say one thing? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so a couple of weeks ago, or the last episode I was on, uh, the book I covered was DC versus Vampires, and uh, I saw that the second issue had been released, and I decided mm-hmm. to I decided to pick it up, read it, and it was funny that Josh put uh, on the show notes earlier. Uh, not even Barry Allen can save this, because in the book, now that it's been out, uh, Green Lantern actually kills Barry Allen. And because if they if they converted Barry Allen, he would literally destroy everything, which is not in their plan. So we had to yeah. kill him. And so it was, it was like, oh, no, we can't reset from this now because Barry Allen's dead. And so I thought it was but really cool. But they still cool. have Wally West. Mm, yeah, true. But <laughs> things change in the flash, I guess. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I, I missed And with that, I tried. Uh, I, tried, yeah. I, tried to get, I tried to get out of this. Early. And with that, well, I'll, I'll ship it back over to Johnny. Thank you. All right, don't forget check the UCPN for all your favorite shows, including the advertised all timers comic book show. Josh, when's flip side back? Once, yeah. Once. Flip side, watch, <laughs> watch this space because we might have some things coming up for flip side. Um, you know what? I spoke to a guy on the old, um, uh, outside the panels. I spoke to a couple of guys, and they've got a book coming out in January, and they'd love to be on flip side. So I'll do some reach out and see, and see if Let's we can get them it. on there. And of course, Matthew, what else have we got going on? The Jank Think Tank, where we discuss Magic the Gathering cards, combos, and even do gameplay. Hopefully you interject with comics more than you interject cards with here then, yeah? Uh, no. <laughs> no, it's all about the cards. <laughs> all right, there you go. So all that's left for me to say is thank you to Josh, Matthew, and Freya. Thanks a lot. And, of course, 13th Crusader for crawling out of your back cave <laughs> and spend some time with us here yes. in TDC. Absolutely. We it was you, definitely man. a blast. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's um great to see to see everybody hear from everybody and uh, thanks for making these books much more enjoyable than I, I wasn't going into this with high hopes of, with the books but you make you guys made it more enjoyable so i appreciate that oh good I'm glad you're I, here. i'd like you to make a note in my file about that please thank you i don't have enough room the, the files drawer is pretty crammed with all the papers i have in there okay he has <laughs> enough room he has enough room for my last little post-it note and he slams it in there that's fine <laughs> I don't need a file. I'm good. All right. Mm. <laughs> this is Joining the Machine News. So until next time, adios. Bye.